Welcome in to the Fantasy Football Fathers Podcast, where only one of us is an actual father and none of us are priests. My name is James Dreer. I'm joined here by Tyler Big Herbie Herbach. What up? And Trey Stinky Fingeros Jose. What's up? Why does my knee hurt already? <laughs> you're getting old, my friend. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome all to our Week 12 matchups episode. We're going to go through every single matchup that's left for the rest of the weekend um, and give you our starts of the week. So if you haven't already, check us out on Twitter, at the FF Fathers. Um, that's where we post all of our links to all of our shows. And if you're new to the show, this is a new show itself. This is our first year actually recording the podcast. Um, so it's something that we've been wanting to do, finally got around to doing it and we're having some fun doing it. So we're, um, we're, we're new to the podcast scene, but not new to the fantasy football scene. Um, so been playing the game for a long time now. Um, 40 plus 40 plus 40 plus. I said that fast. 40 plus years combined probably between the three of us and, um, so we're here to bring you that that knowledge, that um, experience, and our opinions on fantasy football for this season and, and from here on out. So every week we do a, a waiver wire in a in a matchup episode with a little bit of like stupid stuff like buy or sell and and starts of the week and stuff like that. Mixed Not that so stupid to me. It's pretty but stupid, okay. but <laughs> but it's valuable. It makes we it think. fun. We man. hope that's what makes Anyways, it fun. Uh, and we're going to hope to continue to build this thing. So, I mean, right now it's just a little tiny baby in my basement, you know, so, um, but a podcast, not a real <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to look around the basement after this. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, it was weird coming out and still is. So it's also weird on. going to our viewers. <laughs> it's probably weird going into your basement. The yeah. Basement. So yeah. All around. Two teams on by this week, Arizona Cardinals and the Kansas City Chiefs, and um, and that's it. So, But that's quite a few fantasy assets, you know, between two teams. Um, so there will be some replacements to be needed. But um, let's get right into the Week 12 matchups here uh, with our first matchup in the early window. The Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are four and a half point favorites, and the over/unders forty-five points. Um, so this one, like starting on the Cincinnati side, the you know receiver uh, situation has kind of been hard to figure out. Outside of Jamar Chase, he's an obvious must start. Uh, but Tyler Boyd. Was he led the team last week against the Raiders? Um, you know, it wasn't much to be had. Only had forty nine yards, but had but led the team with eight targets and six receptions. Um, so he, you know, it's kind of weird back there because everyone was you know trying to stick with the T Higgins train and you know continuing to play him and probably got burnt um, playing him. Um, so how do you guys feel about that? Do you feel like T Higgins and Tyler Boyd are, are startable this week for sure and going forward or what? I think neither of them are. Um, 
I, the big difference for them um, is that we like the Cincinnati offense is not like as explosive as we anticipated in the pa- like passing wise, and with the emergence of Uzama in the tight end uh, range, taking up tight end or taking up touchdowns, it, it's kind of like ruining their their fantasy prospects. It's like whoever's the hot hand, which has been Jamar all season, that's who gets it. Yeah, uh, T. Higgins, he did play 80% of the snaps, but only saw three targets and two receptions for 15 yards. So I think I think uh, we all agree there. You know, Boyd left the game as well early against the Raiders, but um, only dehydration and cramps, so he should be good to go. But I wouldn't advise starting either one of those guys outside of Jamar Chase. Obviously, Joe Mixon's a, a start. Before we move on, I just want to say real quick, if you have to choose between Higgins or Boyd, I would still choose Higgins. Because he's still technically um, one of the two starting wide receivers, and Boyd, like uh, three of his like four good games have came when Higgins wasn't playing. So I mean, Higgins um, is still the the safer play. Um, what about on the other side, like Chase Claypool or T Higgins? Uh, Higgins. I mean, Claypool has been consistent enough, even though he ha- is like the legitimate number two receiver in the offense. Higgins has been slightly more consistent um Claypool seems to come back from that toe injury he that they thought at one point was gonna be season ending like pretty quick turnaround there but uh it's still like he's pretty hit or miss week in and week out yeah I view them as kind of like this in the same territory you know same tier anyway and it's kind of a toss-up yeah I was gonna say it's it's a toss-up between them two I would take Higgins over both but it's very close uh, Deontay Johnson, you're obviously starting and, and Najee Harris. Um, I think the last question mark here is Joey Burrow. Like, do you throw him in there again? He's had eight points the last two weeks, but before that he was on fire. He had, you know, 20 plus points for five straight weeks. The last time they played Pitt, he scored 18 and a half fantasy points. He went 18 for 14, 172 yards and three touchdowns. Um, I think he's a pretty good stream play. I mean, I think he's still, for most people, he's probably almost a week-in, week-out starter. This is kind of tough against Pittsburgh, though. I mean, Pittsburgh's defense is what it has been in years past, but they still have a very good pass rush, and TJ Watt is expected to be back this week, just leading to that. It's, I think you could look at another poor game from, from Burrow this week. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Um, before we move on, I just want to say uh, Pat Fryermuth, definitely a very good option at tight end. Yes. Yeah, Fryermuth, I think almost week in and week out can be started. I think so, too. I think Fryermuth has become one of those tight ends. Like He's you know in that second-tier category of tight ends, but he's come to the point where I think it's sit it and forget it first. Well, second tier is basically first tier for tight ends because it's like two or three guys on the first tier. It's, almost, it's only, actually almost Travis Kelsey by himself this year. Oh yeah, I mean Travis Kelsey separate tier. Then you know there's a couple there, and then the rest. But so maybe third tier. But even then, I, I think he's still a top ten tight end the rest of the season. Ah, uh, don't put him down there. He's definitely startable. No, no, I'm talking oh, yeah, third, third tier. I, I think the third, I think that's how the tight ends go. Those like Kelsey. Yeah. There's like two or three other guys, and then like the third tier, the, which are all still starters. Yeah, uh, you have and then big, probably you have big tiers. I have small tiers. <laughs> 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 or you have small tiers. I have big tiers. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah, man, you cry a lot. 
All right, uh, next matchup here. <laughs> Buccaneers taking on the Colts um, in Indianapolis. The Bucks are three-point favorites, over-unders 53.5 points. Uh, Mike Evans has been dealing with a back injury, um, but seems to be good to go, according to the Big Herbs uh, injury report. Um, Antonio Brown missed walkthrough as well on Wednesday. He's not playing out for sure. Uh, T.Y. Hilton on the other side, is he playing? I think he is. Moving too quick for me. I thought we were going to stay on Tampa for a minute. Oh, sorry there. <laughs> hey, hey, well, no worries. Well, let's um, stay on Tampa. Let's well, stay. Yeah, on the Tampa side, um, the, the person that really stands out to me on Tampa side is uh, Gronk, someone who's, when he's healthy, produces, and he's healthy. Yeah, Gronk is a must-play uh, Mike Evans, Godwin, you're playing. Antonio Brown's out, so you're not. Um, Tom Brady, probably playing, unless you have a better option. Leonard Fournette, you're playing. Um, that's it. I, I really want to bring up Gronk because uh, if you're in a league that like, is kind of not paying attention, he might have slipped through the cracks and he might be on waivers. Like, definitely uh, look out for him. Um, on the other side, I think there's some more question marks. Like, T.Y. Hilton, he's apparently healthy and ready to go. But I would almost advise sitting him this week, but stashing him, keeping him, because next week he has Houston, and um, that's a, a dynamite matchup if you are familiar with T.Y. Hilton and what he does against the Houston Texans. He um, typically goes off. So I like stashing T.Y. this week, not playing him, but stashing him and playing him next week. We've been saying that for a while now. So that kind of uh, isn't very convincing to me. <laughs> All right. Well, who else? Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Pittman, you play this week, right? For your honest, I think you can play T.Y. this week. Oh. This is a good matchup against the Bucks. who, I mean, granted, this game probably be a little closer than we might have thought a couple weeks ago, but there's still a very good chance that the Colts are playing from behind or have to throw the ball in the second half, and that bodes well for T.Y. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, honestly, the only like if anyone can run the ball against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it might be Jonathan Taylor. And yeah, that, well, he's like an obvious must start at this point. You're going to start him no matter what. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you're starting him for sure. But I'm just saying, like I don't, I don't know if the Colts are going to have to lean on their passing game as much as everyone else has. I don't. I'm not saying they have to lean on. I just think that they might still be playing from behind, so they're going to have oh, to go sure. the second half. Yeah, yeah. No, I could see that. Um, I just kind of like waiting and seeing what happens with Ty. But outside of like Michael Pittman, Jonathan Taylor, that's probably it, right? Not streaming Carson Wentz. Yeah. No, thank you. Um. Yeah. So that's it. Uh, Panthers at the Dolphins. The Panthers are two and a half point favorites. The over under is forty two points. Um, all right, Cam is back. Looked like Superman last week. Um, what are your expectations this week, though, on the Carolina side of the ball against a, a Miami defense who has been better for sure? I'll be honest. Cam has to like prove me otherwise that he can be a consistent good quarterback NFL and fantasy wise um these things are far and few between for him especially in recent years 
So if he can keep it up, I'll, I'll be surprised and um, kind of happy, honestly, but I'll, I'll be surprised. You know, I'm leaning the other direction. I know in our waiver wire episode, you did the uh, buy or sell of Cam's a top six QB this week. And I sold because I don't think he's going to be a top six, but I think he's a starting QB this week. I think he's probably yeah. top 12 for sure. Um, I don't know. There's just something. He looks rejuvenated, you know? Like, it's not just like playing. He honestly he looks, looks he, he looks better healthy. than I've seen him play in he, years. He looks just healthy, yeah. you know? And he also looks like he's having fun he's fresh. Again. Yep. The only thing that worries me about this for Cam is the way that um, the Miami Dolphins played Lamar Jackson last week. and Two weeks ago. Or two weeks, yeah. Um, anyways, they stacked the line of scrimmage and played man-to-man on the outside. Um and and really kind of uh you know bottled up Lamar Jackson. So that that worries me a little bit for Cam, but I still think he can have a good game this week. I don't know if if Miami's going to 100% take that approach. Um so cuz you still have like Christian McCaffrey and stuff that you have to account for and like let's be honest, Baltimore Ravens don't have a Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> so um so I think that changes the game plan a little bit. Um, and I, I still think Cam can have a really good week this week. Might even see him in the start of the week section. Yeah, I just want to bring up, I mean, Miami had those back-to-back great games against Houston and Baltimore. Then but they had six, Houston. Then against Houston. No, that is, or sorry, Houston and Baltimore. Is that what, what I said? Yeah, I was just saying that's Houston. Yeah, yeah. Houston. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's Houston and then Baltimore. Then last week against the Jets, they gave up 380 yards. Right. So that's the Jets, dude. Yeah. Joe Flacco. So um yeah, I got faith in Cam, but okay, DJ Moore, you're good. You're starting. You going anywhere else a receiver for the Carolina Panthers? No Robbie Anderson, right? Oh god no. I'm not even like completely sold on DJ. Finally, you guys are off that train. Hey, what about Dan Arnold? Oh no, he he got traded to the Jaguars. So. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> No, just okay. woke first up all, from week three. Like first of all, uh, <laughs> only one of those they were on the Robbie Anderson tray, train, and that was Trey. Oh. But he got off of that like six weeks ago. Yeah, you're right. Uh, DJ Moore though, I'm not sold on DJ. I mean, I feel like Cam have a good game because he's uh, you know his running capability, but I'm not sold on DJ having another big game. Like, I feel like you need DJ to get in the end zone right now. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he had a decent game last week, but. It got was, in the end zone early and then was quiet from yeah. there on out. He, I mean, seven targets isn't great as a number one receiver. Five catches and 50 yards. Like, I think it was either yikes. the opening drive or their second drive that he scored on. It was very early in the game, though. The whole offense is fantasy garbage until they prove otherwise besides CMC. That's what I'm saying. Came at 26 points last week. It's not consistent. He didn't win the game, but... It's not consistent. You get this late in the season trying to push for the fantasy playoffs, and you're going to throw in Cam Newton, who had a good game and has looked pretty good, but has not been consistent lately, especially considering last year. He only played one game. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly You just proved my point. <laughs> he played one game. There's there's no sample size. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, you can't say like he's not going to be a fantasy asset. I think he will be. Um, at some points, but I don't know. I honestly, I'm, I'm not sold on it. It's going to be consistent either. So yeah, it's definitely a gamble starting him this week. 
100%. Um, but I think you can start him. Like, like yeah, we did the buy or sell for top six, but I think getting him getting top 12 is is within the realm of pretty realistic possibilities, you know? Didn't you buy the top six? When I we did, did that? Okay. yeah. Because I think, I think he could have a big week. And also, you know, I wanted to get the edge on you guys, so I did the opposite of what I knew you were going to do. Uh, but, you know, we'll see how it plays out, you know. Pushing the dice in a little bit. Um, what about on the Dolphins side? Are you starting any assets there outside of Jalen Waddle and Mike Gesicki? I mean, honestly, this is really tough. I think you have to start Gesicki. Um, you know, he's, what, tight end three on the, on the year so far. Like, he's just going to continue to get his. I think you flex Waddle. I don't feel very confident about it. Since week seven through 11, Jalen Waddle is the wide receiver 17 on the season. Yeah, I was going to say at this point in the fantasy season, um, you're starting Tua, you're starting Jalen Waddle, and you're starting Gasicki, all three of them. You're super confident in Tua? Uh, He's proven a floor of 18 points when he's healthy. Yeah, this is just such a tough matchup. I'm not on the Tua train this week. Uh, I bailed after, you know, like a one-week trip on there. <laughs> that, that, that's coming back, recovering from injury. And then last week was like his full, uh, kind of like a full week recovering from that injury. And he, he bounced back with 18, point, 18, since, 18 and a half points. Since week six, Jalen Waddle's the wide receiver eight overall. Yeah. Yeah, the usage is up there. The targets. That's I what think, I'm saying. Is that Tua surprising Waddle, you guys? Like, not to me at that's all. That's that. Well, I know he's been playing well, but like that high up wide receiver eight overall since week. No, eight. I mean oh, yeah. honestly, I think that's that's the only thing. The reason why like I'm still willing to start Waddle this week is because the usage is so high. Yeah. Um. He's the only guy but, they got on the outside. That doesn't mean that I think a two is gonna have a good game. He like guaranteed like just because he throws. The, the ball to one receiver I mean two is gonna have a good game. So like I think I'm okay starting the Waddle and Gasicki, but I'm sitting everyone else. No Miles Gaskin? No. Jesus. <laughs> it's his off week, remember? Uh, he has good yeah. weeks and bad yep. weeks. He has a good week last week. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. Okay, so I guess it'll be a bad week this week. I mean week. It, it literally is it's it is literally clockwork. It's, it's like one red on light, one green off. Light. Um they did bring in <laughs> Philip Lindsay. So Oh, did they sign Philip? Yep. Good they, for them. They brought in Philip Lindsay off the <laughs> waiver wire. So terrible for for Miles Gaskin owners who were already like hating their lives anyways. I know. You're just gonna continue doing that. I'll, I'll just be completely honest. Philip Lindsay's not gonna he he might impact for a couple of weeks, but he's not gonna make a difference. No, I'm not I worried mean, about it. No, like neither of them are, are very good. So it's not yeah. I'm just saying Gaskins will still be the guy. Yeah. No, I agree for sure, but but Phillips going to get some run. They're they're at least going to see what what he has for them anyway. Uh, but moving on to the next matchup, uh, the Tennessee Titans taking on the New England Patriots. The Patriots are seven point favorites, and the over under is forty three and a half. Um, let's start on the Tennessee side. AJ Brown is for sure out, ruled out today. Uh, Friday that is. Um, so are you guys, you know, and also the Titans released Adrian Peterson. I mean, at this point, it, 
it seems really risky to start any Tennessee Titan for fantasy purposes. Are you like starting anyone? If you have faith in Tannehill, start him. Um, Julio Jones is playing, right? I don't like. St- I honestly, yeah, I Julio's don't. Julio's still on IR. Nope. Yeah, they don't have any like stud okay. wide receiver one. It's going to be you know Westbrook, Akine, whatever. Akine. Uh, Marcus Johnson is still out, I believe. And then you got like Chester Rogers. I mean, it's it's okay. Yeah, move on from those motherfuckers. Yeah. Okay. What I was going to bring on. <laughs> Uh, bring up earlier because um, oh. I thought Julio was still in, so I gave him a little bit of a chance. But when you guys bring up the, the Titans offense, all it makes me want to bring up is the Patriots defense this week. Um, yes. If you can get, it, if you can get your hands the on them, defense. I mean, obviously you start them. They're the number one defense so far, so it, there's a chance you probably can't get them. But they're a must start. You're going up against it, a Tennessee offense that's super hobbled. But for whatever reason, Tennessee keeps beating competitive teams. Yeah, but um, fantasy wise, who who cares? I mean, the fact that the Patriots are seven point favorites in this game says a like, lot. I know they're at home and stuff, and it's Bill Belichick, but still, like, I don't know the stats, but I can almost guarantee you their offensive production is probably up like fifty percent at least yeah. in the last three weeks or so. But they're they're definitely heating up. No, they they've been playing well. It's nothing against the Patriots, but just like there's some serious you know studs obviously on the Tennessee team that aren't available. So like their three major playmakers are all out. Yeah. Well, Tennessee's fucked. So I don't. What about the Patriots? Yeah. I don't really like Tannehill. I don't like. Yeah. I don't like any of the I'm Patriots. Not, yeah. You shouldn't uh, be starting or any. Not the Patriots. You should not be Titans. starting any tight ends. Yeah. Or Titans. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, but on the New England side. Oh, hey, just real quick. Just you brought Marker Johnson. He's on IR and is done for the year. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, Damn, I almost gave a shit. Uh, on the New England side though um, Damien Harris Hunter Henry those feel like the two guys that are for sure starts outside of that I mean are you taking a shot on Jacoby Myers any of the receivers or Ramadre Stevenson or Trey's favorite player Mac Jones (laughs) Honestly, Mac Jones is growing on me. I'm not sure if you're saying that wow, like, ironically. Yeah, or... because you're shitting on him in the Wavewire show like four <laughs> or five days ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantasy-wise, I'm definitely shitting on him. That the, kills the, me, man. I, I was going to come up with like a little bit of optimism in saying that Mac Jones is creeping into the the territory where I consider starting him um, as a stream. He's been efficient in what they're asking him to do and fantasy wise it means absolutely nothing for us yeah but i'm just saying he's getting to the point where he's actually throwing touchdowns yeah but we have to see it consistently and until i see it consistently i don't give a shit it's just about about building trust with bill belichick that's all it is and you have to also remember the titans defense has been you know really stepping it up the last few weeks so there's that and with that said uh i'm not just rolling with with Harris this week. Damian Harris and, St- and uh, Ramondre Stevenson completely split carries last week. Uh, 12 carries for Stevenson, 10 for, for Harris. They both only had one target through the air, and they both only played about 40% of snaps. They So they're still giving um, J.J. Taylor and Brandon Bolden some, some go-to. Um, at this point, the backfield there has actually become even more hard to decipher also yeah um damian harris is questionable for the game with a neck injury 
That was eight hours ago. Um, so if Harris doesn't play, you can play Stevenson. But oh, if for if, sure. If they're both healthy, I'm not playing either one of them. Yeah, so what you're saying is it's week 12 of the 2021 NFL fantasy season. I already know where you're going. And the New England Patriots, the backfield, is a clusterfuck. Yeah, well, Harris. Imagine that. Harris. It, insert X date of any time in the last like, <laughs> 20 years. Well, it's been better this year. We know that. But Damian Harris um, last week was returning from the concussion. And I think that's why probably you saw more of a split than you've seen. Um, you know, throughout the season from New England. Um, but it's looking like Damian Harris is actually pretty questionable. Like, he was limited all week. He didn't get a full practice in. Um, so that's not looking great for Damian Harris. Um, uh, <laughs> oddly enough, Ramondre Stevenson is also questionable. But yeah, he did, he logged, yeah, but he logged limited practices Thursday and Friday, so he's probably good to go. So he's got a knee injury. What's Harris's? Uh, concussion. No, neck. neck neck injury. He's passed the concussion. Okay. New uh, injury. Neck yeah, injury. So I, I just that's hearing that, Stevenson injury. looks that's, better. Yeah. I agree. AKA. But, <clears> all, but also, Carson, neck I'm, injury. <clears throat> you know, that makes me a little worried. You know what I mean? Like, um, both these guys going into Saturday a little banged up. Ugh, I don't really like it. So I, I would kind of be prepared to pivot away from those guys let's be honest honestly you, you can't really pivot away from damian harris if you have him you like, should he, be able he's to probably like your rv2 at I that can. point i can yeah i mean even if i had kept him on my team he'd be my rb3 um i could easily I just like pivot away injuries from- i guess yeah i mean for like for my own team uh even with alvin kamara being out this week i'm still not playing damian harris i'm playing javante williams and daryl henderson yeah, you you should have an an option probably if you're in like a ten or twelve. Now, if you're in a fourteen, sixteen, and you're you drafted Damian Harris to be your RB two, yeah, you're probably fucked. But you probably at some point you've had to make an adjustment throughout the season. So hopefully you've picked up someone that's been on the waivers. Um, but moving on, so I guess overall it's like not really loving anyone, right? Um and not advising to start anyone unless you get the word that Harris is out. If Harris is out, Stevenson's a full blown play. Okay. Uh, Eagles taking on the Giants. Philadelphia's three and a half point favorites in the over unders forty five points. Um, Saquon Barkley's looking likely to play. He had um what looked like a, a limited workload last week in his first game back from the ankle sprain. Um, so. Like, how are you guys feeling about that? I mean, Eagles have been um, not great against the run, but if Saquon is limited again, it it really doesn't bode well for fantasy purposes. Um, I'm okay with Barkley this week, actually. I think that he's questionable for Sunday, but that's really just uh, sake, like, oh, he's still coming off the injury. Um, I expect Barkley to have a much bigger workload this week than he did last week, and going against a weak run defense of the Eagles, not to mention they also give up a pretty good chunk of passing yards to running backs, which Saquon's good at. Um, I think you're fine run- rolling with Saquon this week without hesitation. 
All right. Uh, what about the receivers? Kadarius Tony's been banged up. Um, is he looking likely to play? Even if he is, I am trying to not start any of the Giants receivers. That's just been a clusterfuck all year. No bueno. Yeah, he's doubtful. He's probably not going to play. Um, so you, you're not feeling any receivers for the Giants. Not not throwing Kenny Galladay out there. What about Darius Slayton? Is he healthy yet? Uh, I think Slayton's out for the year, isn't he now? No. Well, what about Devonta Smith? How do you guys feel about him? Yeah, I think we. I think I think we're all agree. The Giants receiving corpse. No way to play it. So, like, I think we should well, switch gears here. Darius Slayton, um, he's looking likely to play. He's been dealing with a quad injury. Um, I mean, you're why? Why would like? Why are you even testing that? Like, he hasn't really done anything this year. So he had one like decent game. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Okay. Yeah. I'm just looking for, I'm digging for gold. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. So, yeah, not starting anyone. All right. Cool. Uh, on the Eagles side, I was looking for someone. Jeez. Uh, Devonta Smith starting. Jalen Hurts starting. Um, Miles Sanders, though. You have to. He's RB1. RB1 usage gets RB1 starts. Sorry, like, I have to agree. Like, I, it baffles me how Miles Sanders has been so underused this season. He, like, if you look at his season-long stats, he's averaging five yards a carry. Who doesn't want that as a starting running back? Are you kidding me? Like, he's got such limited touches. Like, the dude produces when you give him the ball. Just give him the damn ball. Yeah. Nick Sirianni's out there doing, like, you know, jacking off or something. I don't know what he's doing. Well, you know, and it, like they're finally trying to like be a running team, and that's like their focus now. But that didn't happen until Miles Sanders went down, and you know they started handing the ball to Jordan Howard and Boston Scott, and it's like I, I don't know, I don't know why they didn't do that earlier with Miles Sanders, but hopefully that continues. So I feel like yeah, you have to start Miles Sanders. Um. And now, with that, with that being said, I'm actually worried about Devontae Smith because they become so run-heavy. I mean, they're only uh, attempting 20 pass attempts a game in the last, like, four games. Yeah. By far the lowest in the league. And so, Devontae Smith, he's luckily he's scoring touchdowns in that time frame. But, like, that's – like, you can't be t- – that's completely touchdown dependent. You can't count on that as a fantasy owner. Right. Yeah, at least in a flex territory, which he's been in all season anyways. Yeah, and, like, Dallas – That's fair. That's fair. Like Dallas Godert, you know, you can go there, but eight targets last week, five receptions, 62 yards, but it's been uh, in, uh, newly been wealthy. Tough. Yeah. Dallas Goder. I mean, he like signs a big contract, but like, where's the production, you know? Um, so, I mean, I guess, yeah, you start him these next two weeks against the Giants and the Jets for sure. But it's a little frustrating, you know. It is, but like actually, his next lineup of games is like juicy. Yeah, it's the you have Gi- to start him. It's the Giants, the Jets, then a bye week, and then you have Washington, the Giants again, then Washington again, and then Dallas. Like, yeah, go Godair's lineup for a really nice end of the season. Yep. So yeah, you're just relying on Jalen Hurts to get him the ball, but I mean, 
and and Jalen Hurts is obviously a, a must start at this point at quarterback still. Smoke them if you got them, right, Trey? <laughs> <laughs> Falcons taking on the Jaguars. Falcons are one-point favorites. The over-under is 46 points. Uh, is Cordell Patterson, my man, ready to go or or what? Where are we at here? Uh, questionable for week 12, but it looks like he should be good to go. He was limited in practice all week, so he should play. So we're we're starting Cordell Patterson on the Atlanta side and Pitts. Pitts. And that's it. <laughs> don't don't even test anything else out there until hopefully Calvin really comes back at some point, but it's kind of getting to the point where it's like, well, I guess whatever he's dealing with is pretty serious. He could be out the rest of the season, you know, so who knows. Um, but it's been a while. So uh, that's not good. Uh, on the Jaguars side, um, you know, Jamal Agnew is now out for this season, so that's going to shake up the offense a little bit. Uh, but is it giving you confidence in starting any of the receivers? I'm still kind of at the point where I'm like, I'm not starting, you know, any of the receivers until I see what the heck happens, if there's any consistency in this offense, but pretty pretty bad right now so uh what about you guys yeah the other person what are these james robinson and dan dan arnold and even then dan arnold's a lower end tight end play because their passing offense is horrible yeah dan arnold had the uh surprising over last week uh no targets so that's kind of weird um is that where you throwing Dan Alder back out there? Or are you are you confident that that was just like a a, a weird thing? Uh, you have to do it. He he has tight end one like Potential. opportunities. So it's a good matchup. You have to. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. That, I mean, last week had to be an aberration. There's no other way to put it. He, he's not even like tight end one. Like obviously on their team he is, but he he's like their top receiver. Yeah. It, it's obvious. Up next, we got uh, another. Just real quick, I oh. just want to make sure. Like, oh, yeah, go ahead. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Let me jump in here. I know Matt Ryan is playing the Jaguars. Don't get fooled by the matchup. Matt Ryan's been awful Terrible. the last couple weeks. He's got benched two weeks in a row. Like, do not think that he's going to, like, turn around just because he's playing a good matchup. This offense is awful right now. I totally agree. And we'll talk about the Jaguars' defense later. Speaking of awful, how about this next matchup? <laughs> <laughs> the New York Jets. Those segues coming back in. <laughs> <laughs> the New York Jets taking on the Houston Texans. Uh, the Texans are two-and-a-half-point favorites for the first time in a long time, baby. Uh, Over-unders, 44-and-a-half points. So... Realistically, uh, Michael Carter's out. Do you advise starting Ty Johnson this week for the Jets? Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, Jameson Crowder. Those are the question marks. Zach Wilson's back. 
I would possibly flex Elijah Moore. It's a complete toss-up, though, because now Zach Wilson's back. Yep. So that really changes things up. I think Ty Johnson's a really solid play in PPR. Um, Whether or not he scores a touchdown, I highly fucking doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> Texans have been a, a pretty good defense lately, and, and the Jets... Um, Maybe I'm biased, but with Zach Wilson, they're they're worse. Like they're worse than they are with uh, Mike White or well, yeah, Joe I mean, Flacco. It, yeah, he, he's having those rookie blues where like it makes sense, kind of like oh, somebody like Mike White or even Joe Flacco, obviously, because he's been in the league for 15 years. But Mike White's also a veteran; he's been in the league for a few years now. Like he can read the defenses better, so it makes sense. And like, and we discussed it at a pretty full capacity on our waiver wire episode about Elijah Moore and how we we're all a little concerned with Zach Wilson coming back and what his production may be. Well, it's probably easier to be productive if your mom isn't on Instagram trying to get um, some <laughs> some sausage, some so, frat boy, boy, some frat boy dick, some insta dick, which is like <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Not literally. All right, uh, on the <laughs> on the uh, Houston side. <laughs> Brandon Cooks. <laughs> you messed James up with that one, man. <laughs> the instant dick and James, James lost know, it. Man. <laughs> uh, Brandon Cooks on the Houston side, that's it, right? What, you don't want to go with, like, David Johnson? All right. Philip Lindsay uh, just got dropped. Chargers taking on the Broncos. <laughs> Chargers are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Over-unders 48-and-a-half points. Uh, Chargers will be without Asante Samuel Jr. on the defensive side of the ball. So uh could make an impact for the uh, Bronco offense. Uh, how are we feeling about the Chargers offense? Mike Williams has been pretty hit or miss. Obviously, Eckler, you're starting. Justin Herbert, you're starting. Uh, but what about Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, any of the tight ends are you taking your shots what do you what do you think well with Asante Samuel I I think it does open up some opportunity for whoever's playing the backup cornerback and I assume that would be Mike Williams maybe maybe not because Keenan Allen has like a more um an easier size to deal with I guess you would say yeah hold on you're you're confused the Chargers have Asante Samuel so Mike Williams will not be going up against his own teammate (laughs) that's not on the field (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> Point proven. Um, dude, Mike Williams at this point. <laughs> I, really, I keep I keep saying this. Face. <laughs> Sorry, man. I just didn't want to, you know, cross oh, threads there. Oh my god. Uh, okay. Anyways, continue. Sorry. I don't. Know, it's just like at this point. I think I've said this like four weeks ago. Like Mike Williams <laughs> is who we thought he was at this point. Yep. You know, the late great Danny Green come, you know, coming through. But uh I just I can't roll with him anymore. Like it's just, it's too hard. Like he's gonna go off or he's gonna do absolutely nothing. Yeah. I'd rather have a guy gives me consistent ten points, that guy's gonna give me twenty or two. Yeah, I think it it kinda depends on like what you need for your team. If you need to plug in someone that has the potential to go for twenty five plus, like obviously Mike Williams can do that, right? But um if you just need like a some like something, because if Mike Williams has a bad day, it he's getting you two points. You know, like the floor is really really low. The ceiling is also really really high. 
Um, so I like Mike Williams as a boomer bust. Keenan Williams, I think he, you know, uh, or Keenan, Keenan Williams. Mm-hmm. Who the hell is that? Keenan Allen. Uh, <laughs> uh, that sounds like some guy that I see on the fucking playground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Keenan Allen, obviously, I think you start. Um, <laughs> Trey, to your point, with Asante Samuel being out, <laughs> I mean, Cortland Sutton's been kind of, um, like, would you be okay starting any of the Denver no. options? None of them. Absolutely not. Uh, Jerry Judy. He, he's the only promising one. That's the only person I would gamble on. Really? Wait, hold on. I, I'm surprised. Like, I'm not saying necessarily saying you like have to start Sutton, but like he's kind of solidified himself as the number one receiver here. Why do you say no on Sutton? Why do you say yes? <laughs> well, like, <laughs> all of this is like relying three on three targets on. last week, two reset. Oh, wait, or not last week, but before the bye, he played 95 percent of snaps and had three targets, two receptions, 29 yards. The week before that, he had two targets, one reception, nine yards. The week before that, he had four re- targets, two receptions, 40 yards. I concede. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and those are decent. Those are good matchups, too, like Cleveland, Washington, Dallas. Like For me, I, I can't start sudden. The only one I can start is Jerry Judy. <laughs> and that's... <laughs> okay, if you heard that, you know, this... like Okay, like we said at the beginning of the show... This is a new podcast. That's my dog, Moose, on the couch. You mean we're not soundproof around here? We're not soundproof, and he can snore like a, like, he can snore. So, like, like a human. Bigfoot. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, Jerry, Judy, start. The rest of them don't start him, man. Like, just don't. Just don't. I know they're all signing big contracts and stuff, but it's it's hit or miss. So one of them might score a touchdown this week, and you know you might hate me for it, but it's it's really hit or miss. Uh, what about the the running backs though? Real quick, Javante Williams starting, Melvin Gordon starting, both of them. Yeah, you kind of have to, but Gordon's the better start. He's the only person scoring touchdowns. Yeah, I'm starting Javante over Damian Harris, as I said earlier. Um, with Kamara being out, I didn't have much of a choice, but I prefer the matchup with Javante over Damian Harris, okay. even though he's not getting the, the red zone looks. All right. Uh, Rams taking on the Packers. The Rams are one-point favorites. The over-under is 46.5 points. Uh, Stafford has had a couple rough games. Um, uh before the bye last week, throwing one touchdown and two interceptions in both games and less than 16 fantasy points in both. <sighs> You're going to make me say this guy's name, dude? Skoronic? Skoronic <laughs> saw 67, 76% of snaps in their last game. Uh, but uh, it looks like you know OBJ is probably going to take a, a good sh- share of that uh, being more involved, like involved in the offense and and learning the offense, hopefully throughout the bye week and the last week, um, last couple weeks. So, like, for me, I'm kind of struggling with what to do with the Rams' offense here. Like, obviously, you start you start Cup, you start Daryl Henderson, uh, 
Stafford and OBJ. Yeah, OBJ is like flex territory for me at this point. I gotta admit, um, I never heard of Ben Skoronek <laughs> until literally just this second. I don't know if I said that right. I, I don't know either. Um, apparently, I wasn't paying attention last week. I was like, who the? I honestly thought you put that in there as like a, as a joke. <laughs> nah, he, he's on the team because Cooper Cup's on the team. He looks like Cooper Cup. <laughs> it's funny, like he actually played seventy six percent snaps last week, by far the most of on the year. He had five targets, which I'm confused by. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard of this kid. Uh, and it's because OBJ just didn't know the offense yet. He's you know still learning it or whatever. I, I think he'd been with the team for like what four or five days. Before OBJ, they played yeah, that game, something like that. You mean? And then they had the bye week. So, um, so are we flexing Ben Sko this week? No, I mean it's it's <laughs> it's Cooper Cup, automatic start. OBJ. <sighs> Higby. Well, and and the other name you have to bring up is Van Jefferson. Um. I think OBJ and Jefferson are flex plays this week because we don't know how the offense is going to go with them in with Woods being out. Um, but I'm not going past that yet. Yeah. Uh, Van Jefferson has played 94-plus percent of snaps and has at least five targets in the last four games. Does that make you feel like you could potentially start him against the Packers, Trey? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably not. Like, like flex worthy. All right. Yeah, no, I think he, I think it's flex. Like you're not going to start him, but I think he's definitely flex worthy because he's also taken over the big play role in this in terms of like the downfield threat. And uh your weekly note to handcuff Michelle um in case Henderson goes down. Uh Rodgers looks like he's going to play through his tovid, so Glad he's alive and um, strong and healthy and willing to play. Um, I mean, he's not healthy. Like, honestly, do you worry about like, He's, you know, known as kind of a mobile quarterback, at least especially in the pocket. Yeah. His phone's like, or his toe is like broken. Like broken, broken. Like he showed it. Did you guys see the interview? He literally just shoved it into the camera. Like, look at my broken toe. Yeah. Yeah, I am worried about it. Fantasy-wise, I would try to find a different quarterback. Like Tua, okay. Mm. So, so you're fading. I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm like fading Aaron completely right now, but I'm a little worried. I'll take Tua with a recently healed uh, hand injury over Aaron Rodgers with a foot injury off of someone who. Um, Let me ask you this: needs that foot. Let me ask you this, Trey. <laughs> I got in one of my leagues. I have Aaron Rodgers and Cam Newton now as my backup. Would you start Cam Newton or Aaron Rodgers? This week, Cam Newton. <laughs> <laughs> that was hard for me to say because he's not on Cam this week. <laughs> so that was very hard for him that to was say. A tough choice. Yeah. What about you, Tyler? Oh, I'm I'm easily going Cam. Okay. I, I am I am worried about Aaron's toe and like the upside of Cam leaves me that way again. I don't think he's like top six quarterback, but he has the potential to do it. I just don't think it's gonna happen. But like. Aaron Rodgers could end up being, you know, uh, on the bottom side of the of the top fifteen against this Rams defense. Uh, speaking of Aaron's, Aaron Jones is going to be a game time decision. 
Um, I am of the side that I don't think he's going to play. Packers have a bye week next week. I really don't think it makes sense to put him out there this week. Like, just let him rest. But he has been practicing in a limited fashion, uh, which could mean, you know, a number of different things as we've grown to learn from the from the uh, limited practice reports. But um, I honestly don't think Aaron Jones is going to play. I think it's going to be A.J. Dillon, you know, mostly with a little bit of Patrick Taylor. Um, so I think, you know, A.J. Dillon will be a strong start for you guys. And I, I honestly don't think Aaron Jones will play. Do you guys feel differently or move on? Because you're not starting anyone else, right? I feel more or less the same. AJ Dillon's definitely a stronger starter this week because of that. Yeah, like the, the general consensus in the community, like the NFL community, is that they're going to ease him back in and let Dillon do like do the do the dirty work in the meantime, just so they can make a, a good playoff run with Jones. It makes no sense to rush Aaron Jones back right now. Well, not with the way Dillon's producing, and you, you kind of have to. They're still ahead in the division. They can they can win the game. Realistically, they can win the game without Aaron Jones. Um, but even if they don't win the game, it's not the end of the world. So I don't see any point of rushing him back. Um, so be confident in A.J. Dillon. I'm not starting any receivers, obviously, outside of Devontae Adams. Are you guys? No, not at all. Don't be fooled by MVS's decent Ten targets points. last week, yeah. He scores touchdowns, he gets good fantasy points, and it happens a handful of times a year. Yeah, I think it's potential that he could receive more targets going forward, but I don't see it being very consistent. Uh, Vikings taking on the 49ers. 49ers are three-point favorites, over-unders 49 points. Um, How are we feeling about on the Vikings side? Obviously, Dalvin Cook's a must-start. Justin Jefferson... Uh, obviously Adam Thielen starting all of them. KJ Osborne still hovering around 50% of snaps played. Been pretty irrelevant the last four weeks. You taking a shot on him or Conklin at tight end. What do you guys think? Neither. Um, I would take a shot at Conklin only because if you look at the guys on bye week, you have... Uh, Hertz or Ertz and Kelsey on by, and that, you know, that, that those two guys alone are starting tight ends like week in and week out at this point, and so Conklin makes it that much more likely that he will will play this week. And I think even though he's touchdown dependent, it's not a bad rap. Um, yeah, I agree. I think you can. I think you can start to Conklin, uh, but not KJ Osborne. I want to go there. Uh, Elijah Mitchell on the other side of the ball. Still questionable with the rib and finger injury, but I'm on the side of I think he'll play. He almost played last week, but ended up sitting out. Um, So I think Elijah Mitchell will play. Um, But if he doesn't, I also think you can you can put Jeff Wilson out there again, even though he had a not a great week last week fantasy wise. Um, But I think the matchup is decent and the opportunity alone. Um, I would put him back out there and, and give it another shot if Elijah Mitchell doesn't play and you have Jeff Wilson on your bench. Um, but if Elijah Mitchell's playing, I'm 100% starting him. How do you guys feel about the backfield there in San Francisco? Once again, I hate it, and I'm not touching it. 
I'm Mitchell or bust. Mitchell or bust. Um, what about the receivers? Debo automatic start. Ayuk. Yeah, I like where they're going with this offense, and it seems like Samuel and Ayuk will find a nice uh, middle ground between the two of them moving forward. I think I think it looks good for both of them. Yep, me too. I completely disagree. Really? I, I This is Debo's offense as a pass catcher. It goes Debo and then Kittle and Ayuk's a distant third option. I think, like, I just can't, like, even though he's, like, he's playing more snaps, he's had three games of double digits uh, points this, this year, and in those three games he scored a touchdown. That's three out of 11 games he scored a touchdown. That means that that's the only way he's getting the double points. doesn't make any sense to start him. Yeah, but we know he's been working his way out of the doghouse. And like the last three weeks are kind of an example of him actually being used in the offense and not. And he has he has one kind of bad game, but either, <laughs> even then his snap count is still up and his targets are still decent. No, I I think you might be a little miss. I mean, he's had ninety percent snap share in that. Yeah, but he only had four targets in that game. Yeah, I mean that's better than uh, two that Brian, <laughs> that <laughs> Brian Edwards saw as wide receiver two for the Raiders this yeah. last week. No, I, I think um, Ayuk's usage is to a point where you can start him for sure. Definitely flex him. Um, I'm in a position, you know, me personally, where A.J. Brown is out in one of my leagues, and I'm considering starting Brandon Ayuk or Rashad Bateman. Um, So Rashad Bateman plays the Cleveland Brown. Like, who would you choose in that situation? Bateman. Yeah, I'll convince you in, like, 10 minutes. <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on to the Browns, taking on the Ravens on Sunday Night Football. The Ravens are three-and-a-half-point favorites over under 47 points. Um, Kareem Hunt is expected to play for the first time since week six, um, but it's not officially official yet. So um, what are you doing with the backfield? Because it is Sunday Night Football, like – you're going to have to be on top of this going into the 10 a.m. Well, on the Pacific, uh, on the West Coast. Um, you know, our first games are at 10 a.m. Going into the 1 o'clock, 10 a.m. games, you're going to have to be paying attention to this because it's Sunday Night Football. So if your replacements are playing in the earlier games, you got to have them in if Kareem Hunt isn't going. So how are you guys managing this backfield right now? I mean, at this point, you have to try to avoid it because it's a late game. Outside and... of, like, Chubb, right? I mean, you're playing Chubb. Oh, yeah, exactly. But what I'm saying is, like, you, if you have Darnus Johnson and you're waiting to see who's going to start and he's your RB2 that week, you're, you're going to be shit out of luck if, yeah. you know, Hunt gets activated. But I imagine when if Hunt does get activated, we'll find out before uh, Sunday night because he's coming off of IR. So that has to be like a a move that they make between the team and the league, right? And like you know, you know, doing like an an official move. You should get something before the early games. Yeah, so it'll right. it'll give probably you a good idea. Saturday, honestly, but yeah, hopefully. I mean, um, honestly, what you really will hope is that you have Johnson and Hunt on your team. That way, you can like just you know throw them in. Whoever's gonna be the start, you can throw them in. But other than that, like if you don't have, if you only have one of them. I'm probably benching them um, only because you don't know. And even though that he's on IR, so we should hear it soon, but, like, they can still activate a guy off of IR an hour for the game and he have him play. Like, 
it's not great. Um, so I, I unless it's Chubb, um, I'm not. I don't want to like roll those dice. All right. Uh, any Cleveland receivers? Uh, I think it's a pretty emphatic no. <laughs> yeah, as long as Bank, Bank, Baker Mayfield struggles, the receivers will struggle. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going anywhere there either. What about on the Baltimore side? Lamar Jackson must start. Uh, pushing. Wait, is, that, is that a question? No, just <laughs> saying it for fun. Uh, Hollywood and Rush, uh, uh, Richard Bateman, both must starts. Or is Rashad more? Rashad is definitely not a must start. Not even close to being a must start for me at this point. Okay, he's flirting with being a flex. He's a flex, and I'd take him over Ayuk. <laughs> uh, Kenny Galladay, Bateman, Bateman. That's it. Jeez, uh, Kenny Galladay. <laughs> really. Yeah, Rashad Bateman, Mike um, Williams, Bateman, Mike Williams. I go Williams there because the upside's too much. Corey um, Davis, Bateman. Oh, Bateman. Elijah Moore, Bateman. <laughs> 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 Elijah Moore over Rashad Bateman. I would take that. All right. Um, I think going Bateman because I. Elijah Moore, I I know he's a rookie, but like it was so bad, like with Zach Wilson, you know, up until the point he got hurt. So I'm gonna still go Bateman. T Higgins, Bateman. T Higgins. The, yeah, the, the passing offense is too explosive in Cincinnati. I go Bateman there. I know you guys, like we're pretty I go big Bateman on Bateman in this podcast, but he he has done nothing fantasy wise to indicate that he. Like um, game. It's real football wise. Yeah, yeah. Film it's still, wise, it's still real football. He should wise. still do it. Yeah, but uh, fantasy wise, we're talking um, four point nine point six week six, and after that nine point like nine and a half, then seven point seven, then eleven, then four point four. Completely inconsistent, explosive guy that doesn't get opportunities. That's all I can say. Yeah, really skilled player. Hollywood's just. Taking a lot of the targets. Uh, what about the back? Like, are you playing Devontae Freeman again? Yeah, I am. Okay. Um, like over who? Like, you know, Latavius Murray. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, I'll be honest. Um, like, okay, at so a quick glance, he's he's a top twenty running back, being the top running back for the Ravens. You're you're in the you're in the Brown situation where you're you're. you're you're questionable if, if Hunt's going to play or not. Um, well, that doesn't really help. Freeman or Hunt? Is that yeah, what but that doesn't really help because they're in the same game. So. Freeman is touchdown dependent, but I have a weird faith that he will get touchdowns um, pretty consistently. All right. Just because they're such such a run-heavy offense. Yeah. And Freeman has, oddly enough, like really solidified himself as the RB1 here, even though like he's not getting a ton of carries more, but he's also getting all the passing work in the backfield too. So I think yeah, Freeman is not an awful play, honestly. Freeman or Damian Harris, if he's playing. Mm. Oh, <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, yeah, that one's tough. <laughs> um, that one's tough. Um, Freeman, because it's a more of a run-heavy team, and he has okay. a more solidified approach into the backfield. Freeman or Miles Sanders, Trey. Miles Sanders is easy. 
Okay. Over Freeman. Uh, Seahawks at the Washington football team on Monday Night Football. The football team is one point is a one point favorite. Uh, over under is forty seven and a half points. Tyler, did you ever think that Taylor Heineke, you know, like let's just say like five years ago when you know Seahawks are on a roll and things are looking up and up and um what do you call it the uh defensive back group legion of boom there it is fucking put some respect on their name <laughs> <laughs> did you ever think that taylor heineke that a taylor heineke led team would be favored over a russell wilson led team did you I can't wait until Aaron Rodgers gets hurt again. He doesn't <laughs> <play the> game. <laughs> you remember how bad you were when you had uh, Jordan Love back there? Yeah. Just keep that in mind. Yep. I got to get my shots in while I can because <laughs> time's running out. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, no. I mean, the game's in Washington. The Seahawks have been abysmal for yep. most of the year. Uh, Russ looks like a third-string quarterback since he came back from the injury. I do, honestly, weird just a kind of hunch. I know the matchup itself is good. Um, I think Russ, this is the game he bounces back. I don't think – I kind of have this feeling that like, it didn't matter who the matchup was. Like, third game back, Russ is going off. Yeah, I kind of have the same uh, feeling. Like, extra day rest, you know, uh, more time to heal up. You know, DK has been banged up. Russ has been banged up. Um, hopefully that uh, thumb – was it his thumb? Uh, ring finger. Ring finger is, is healed up. Um, that's kind of what I'm banking on. I think Russ, DK, Tyler Lockett, um, you start. Alex Collins was limited in practice on Friday, while Penny and Homer both did not practice. So that's kind of big not to practice on a Friday, um, especially when you're like a, a backup guy. So, um that makes me like Alex Collins a little bit more, but DJ Jalis is there to vulture his touchdowns away. So I struggle starting these guys unless you're in the deepest of deep leagues and you have to. Alex Collins is technically an RB1, so I guess you can start him if you have to. Well, the fact that he's limited and it's the last game of the week, I'm avoiding this whole situation. Yeah, definitely avoid if you can. I'm just saying, like, Alex Collins is an RB1, technically. So, <laughs> on the depth chart, yeah, like, he's not getting that many more carries. In but the, the fact guy. that Penny and Homer might both miss, yeah, yeah he's going to split time with DJ probably. Um, so avoid if you can for sure. Um, but do you guys feel the same as far as starting Tyler Lockett, DK? You're You're good to go. You have to, just because of their usage, and just hope that Russell Wilson has a good game, really. Yeah, I, it's one of those things, like, if Russell has a good game, they are both going to have good games. It's just a matter of fact. So it's like, you either love that you started them, or you're going to hate that you started them. Yeah, and on the other side, I mean, um, I think Taylor Heineke's a really, really good stream this week. You know, if um, if you're feeling questionable at your quarterback position, um, I think Taylor Heineke is a really strong, uh, strong stream. Or if you're looking for a replacement for, you know, Kyler or Patrick Mahomes, um, you know, on by 
uh, I like Taylor a lot this week. I think it's worth bringing up before we move on from Seattle too much that Gerald Everett in the last two weeks that Russ has been back has had 12 targets, eight catches, 100 yards. And like Pete Carroll openly said that he loves uh, Everett's like run after the catchability and he wants to get him more involved. Whether that's a fluke or not remains to be seen. But um, if you're looking for tight ends, which, you know, 75% of anybody playing fantasy football is probably looking for a good tight end. Yeah. Yeah. He might be a good late end of the season pickup. Yeah. He's definitely available probably under on your waiver wire as well. So I like that little shot in the dark. Yeah, for sure. The thing is, like, Russ has never, like, used a tight end a ton. Um, uh, he used Jimmy Everett's Graham. Everett's a good athlete, though. He is, yeah. That's the thing. Is like, when they brought in they brought in Everett, they thought that he was going to be a pretty large part of the passing offense. It just hasn't happened yet this year. Uh, but you are, like, as Trey mentioned, like, his usage the last couple weeks has, like, gone up significantly. Yeah. So, and I could see him being a much larger point, uh, part of the passing offense the rest of the year. He, I think, honestly, not just this week, I think, going through like your your fantasy playoffs uh, that uh Gerald Everett's a pretty good uh play almost week in and week out yeah and you know saying again so the receivers you're good starting both DK and uh Tyler Lockett I wouldn't say good you have to okay yeah um okay Tyler Lockett or T Higgins Lockett Lock it up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, On the other side of the ball, Scary Terry, like I said, Taylor Heineke I think is a strong stream. And I think Antonio Gibson, strong start this week. Um, Don't fear. He, I think, will have a good game, Um, even though it's been up and down all season. J.D. McKissick, I'm not a huge, you know, it's kind of like a boomer bust option at, at running back. And I, I don't really like doing that with my running backs, but I don't know if you guys feel differently. No, it's a perfect explanation. Uh, this week I do feel differently. Uh, see, the Seattle's given up the second most passing yards to receivers or to running backs over the year. Um, almost 800 yards already just to running backs. That's not including you know receivers or tight ends. <laughs> That's not good in 11 games. Um, McKissick is the pass catching back and this game's probably going to be close the entire way yeah. and that means that you're running a normal offense their normal offense involves mckissick you know catching passes to the backfield so i think he's a fine flex play this week yeah it could be a sneaky start i like that point uh seals jones ricky seals jones that is did not practice friday with that hip injury uh but it's looking likely that logan thomas will be ready um for this week, but has he been 100% cleared? Do we know? Yeah. Still not. I mean, that's kind of skeptical coming into Saturday. Um, yeah. He went through position drills on Friday and it appears to have a shot to play. Okay. That's not good. He didn't even like, that's not even like a full blown, or not even limited at practice. He went through position drills. You know, it's like there's zero contact. It's just like running a route. Yeah, that's kind of scary, you know, because it's the Monday night game. So, I'd say if you're in this position, I I almost guarantee like if you're relying on Logan Thomas or Ricky Seals Jones, I almost guarantee Gerald Everett's probably on the waiver wire. You could probably go pick him up, and in a last minute scenario, if Ricky Seals and Logan Thomas aren't you know ready to go, you could play Gerald Everett. Um, outside of that, you're gonna have to play someone before Monday. 
So, <laughs> um, I mean, worst case scenario, you have to play John Bates. Yeah. What you want? What you want to do? <laughs> Bad boy. Okay, the cops. <laughs> John Bates is the cops. <laughs> Which uh, you don't want to be forced into doing that. So I would, you know, me personally, I'd rather start drilled ever over John Bates. So, what you want? What you want to do? Uh, let's get into the starts of the week. Uh, who wants to start this week? I'll start it off. I'm talking about Russell Wilson versus the Washington football team. Um, right back at it. Yeah, obviously Russ has been struggling lately, but we were talking about a little bit on Monday's episode how uh, recently I found out that Russ only cares about two things, according to his former teammates, and that's his legacy and winning. So um, that's two things that are hurting right now, and he's coming back and hopefully uh, more healthy than he has been in the last couple of weeks. So I think he'll bounce back, and Washington football team has been exposed by good quarterbacks all year. I mean, I mean uh, these are quarterbacks are throwing for like multiple touchdowns. All like Josh Allen, Matt Ryan, Jameis Winston, Daniel Jones. Pat Mahomes, I mean, anytime they play a somewhat decent quarterback, they get a lot of fantasy points. So I think it's a perfect opportunity for Russ to bounce back. And um, this is also like the last opportunity for Seattle to stay in playoff contention, which if he cares about his legacy and winning, um, this game is crucial. <laughs> I agree. Tyler, who's your QB? Uh, I am going to go with Carson Wentz. Um, it's a lot of kind of a gut feeling. It's one of those things like, uh, All right, moving on. <laughs> uh, honestly, the options are kind of limited because, like, obviously we're we're picking starts of the week away from you know taking away the Thanksgiving games, um, which made things a little dicey this week in terms of, like who your starts going to be. So I went with a game that's going to be high scoring, and honestly, it's one of those things. Like, I'm like Jonathan Taylor can't score five touchdowns again, right? Right. So right. <laughs> like, right? Like, I, I think uh... when. I mean, I mean, I just like I'm thinking like Wentz could probably pick up two of those this week. Yeah, yeah, twenty point game. I see it. Uh, my QB is gonna be Cam Newton. Right, I'm going right back to the well. Yes, since week eight, the Miami defense is the number three overall defense in the league, and have been playing well. But they faced both the Texans and the Jets in that four week span. Pretty shitty offenses, if you ask me. <laughs> I understand this take 100% could bite me in the ass, and I'm putting a lot of faith in Cam Noon, but I think he looked better than he has in a long time last week, and I think he's fresh, you know, which makes a, diff- a really big difference at this point in the season. Like, a lot of the guys he's playing against have played, you know, every single snap of every single game. Um, up to this point and on the defensive side of the ball. So it, that takes a, a lot of wear and tear. He's fresh. He looked good throwing the ball, and the rushing upside is undeniable. Um, on the year, Miami's giving up the fourth most fantasy points per week to the quarterback position. So, yeah, they've been good the last four weeks, but on the year they've been not good. So I'm going to roll with, the analytics here and say Cam Newton has another good week, even though a lot of people are kind of hesitant to say that. And I get why, because it's, you know, Cam Newton 
and we've all been hurt before, but I'm going to, you know, put myself out there again one more time. <laughs> that sucks because he's probably going to throw like three picks. I know he will. <laughs> and have around 12. After that great take. It's, it's what like. happens when guys with their, just put themselves out there, their hearts break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's going to be me this week. But you know what? I'm ready to get hurt again. <laughs> so Cam Newton. Trey, who's your running back? Uh, this week for running back, I got Miles Sanders against the Giants. Coming back after uh, missing four weeks, he had 16 carries for 98 yards, which averages out to be like five and a half yards per carry. But the Jets have also been giving up, or the Jets, the, the New York Giants have been giving up a ton of points to running backs which is really promising for the Philadelphia backfield, which won't be so deep as you would think because Jordan Howard, who was averaging six yards a carry behind that offensive line last week, is not playing this week. So Miles Sanders should get more touches than usual, and it looks good for him. I love that pick. <laughs> like, it, as I said earlier, it, it baffles me that Miles Sanders doesn't get enough work this, this year so far. It Like, he's too good of a running back to, like, just – keep on the sideline it's stupid well if he doesn't get work this week then we know everything's screwed with him then nick seriani's the second coach should be fired behind urban meyer i mean (laughs) if he's given jordan howard like workhorse carries i don't understand why miles sanders because he has six yards of carry oh because five yards carry is not good i'm just saying he was productive he he was but like it's still jordan howard if it isn't broke don't fix it that's all I'm saying. Miles Sanders ain't broke. Yeah, Jordan Howard, Dynasty RB1 yeah. overall. <laughs> Tyler, hey. who's your running back? Uh, Why didn't you pick Miles Sanders if you're so excited about him? Because I like the guy on the other side of the field more. Wasn't chalky enough for you? <laughs> <laughs> right, because Saquon Barkley's so chalky this year. Um, yeah, I'm going Saquon. I'm going to the other guy of the field, or other side of the field with the guy in the backfield. And, um, honestly, this was pretty easy to me. Like, one, the Eagles are terrible against running backs. You're going to have 27 points a game to running backs. Two, this Giants offense, specifically the passing offense, has been atrocious for, like, four or five weeks now. Like, like just god-awful. You don't even want to watch it. And so, like, what's the best way to help your struggling offense and your struggling young quarterback? Give the ball to your, to your running back back there who's a generational talent. I know he had the injuries, but he's still... Like, Saquon, right? Like, like, we all thought he was, like, the second coming of Adrian Peterson when he came into the league, right? Like, that hasn't gone away just because of an injury. Not one year. He's still coming back from that. Like, he's going to be fine. Give the ball to Saquon. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, the only thing that worries me is the offensive line. But, um, you know, I, I like you said, generational talent. Hopefully it comes together. Uh, For me... Running back this week, Antonio Gibson. I think you should be confident in starting him. 19 attempts last week on the ground for 95 yards. Didn't get in the end zone, five yards per carry. Um, He was looking really, really good against a really, you know, pretty tough matchup until he fumbled um, in the first half, which put him in the the doghouse with good old Coach Rivera. Um, So he kind of disappeared, but once the second half – began they went right back to him and kind of were over it um so i expect a really really good game against uh the detroit lions 
um, who have been terrible. <laughs> but like, he's not playing the Lions. He's yeah, playing the like, Seahawks. <laughs> and the reason why I said the Detroit Lions is because both the Lions and the Seahawks are tied for giving up the second most fantasy points per game to the running back position. And that is why I got confused. So I'm pretty sure it's the one I met you fucked up. Either way, <laughs> they're either facing the Seahawks or the Lions, and he should have a really good game. He's playing the Seahawks. I know he's playing the Seahawks. <laughs> the, I'm just <laughs> the Lions are fucking around. <laughs> hey, the NFL wanted to really see the Lions go 0 and 6, 0 and 17, or 0 and 18, so they played him twice this week. Yeah, no, but honestly, Gibson. I think he's a solid start on Monday Night Football. Don't be worried about him being questionable. He's been questionable every single game. He's actually the healthiest he's been all year. Receivers, Trey. I got Brandon Ayuk versus the Vikings. Uh, This is like the biggest limb I'm stepping on receiver-wise so far this year. Finally. Someone who I... It's not Michael Pittman. I have not liked Brandon Ayuk at all preseason or (laughs) most of this season. So this should mean a lot. But he's played uh, 88-plus percent of snaps the last four games and has four-plus targets in all of those games. But what really puts me over the edge on this, because I feel like him and Debo Samuel are both going to have really good games, yep. is because they're playing the Vikings this week. And when the Vikings play good receiving core, they get eaten alive. Every time they play a receiving core that has two-plus receivers that are really good and worthy of paying attention to, they give both of those receivers double-digit points. Nice. And when I'm looking at these points, keep in mind, I'm looking at standard points. This isn't considering like half a PR or PPR at all. What the fuck is standard? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? So we're not we're not putting into account catches at all. This is strictly yards and touchdowns. So they they played the Bengals week one. Jamar, Chase, T. Higgins, both double-digit points. Played the Cardinals, Rondo Moore, DeAndre Hawkins, A.J. Green, all double-digit points. Played the Cowboys, Amari Cooper, Cedric Wilson, C.D. Lamb, all Double-digit points. Played the Packers. Devontae Adams, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, which we know is off of that his 75-yard touchdown, so that's kind of fluky. But anytime they play a somewhat competent receiving core, they give up a lot of points to both the starting receivers. So I like both of them. I like that because uh, in my position where I can't start A.J. Brown and I'm thinking about Ayuk or uh, Rashad Bateman, I'm actually leaning Brandon Ayuk. So... Yeah, how, how how do you like this the stat Fuck bomb you guys. I just dropped on you, Irby? I, I see the look on your face. Clint is dropping all these inevitable stats on you. <laughs> that are, yeah. Like, that, I guess you could argue them, but, I mean, come on, they sound good. Now that you said they, all that. They sound yeah, amazing. I'm leading, I'm leading Brandon. They, they sound great, and, uh, and honestly, you almost had me. But the one thing I kept coming back to, you kept saying, competent receiving corpse. And I really ooh, think this is just, there's ooh, one ooh, competent ooh, receiver ooh, in this receiving corpse, and that would be Debo Samuel. So I really do. You mean the guy that they had run the ball last week and had the other guy catch balls? Yeah. So you're gonna make your best receiver not catch ooh, the ball? Hold on. Shit! Holy shit! You mean their number one receiver last week? You like? Hold on. We don't have the Packers put Devonte Adams at running back. That's a horrible reach. (laughs) (laughs) You see Jerry Rice get in the backfield. (laughs) All right. Yeah, that's because every other game this year, Debo Samuels had at least nine targets. So that just shows you how much this offense doesn't like 
Jeff Wilson and like they need speed at running back. Man, I don't want to get like super stuck on this. I see where you're coming from <laughs> on this, but they're both still going to have great games. What they did last week is because of their running back situation, and they were just like, I'm just gonna they're going to give Debo the ball more in the running like running the ball more because their running back situation was so questionable, right. right? With injured running backs, so why not give it to Debo, who's an explosive runner, right? But like once their running back situation is somewhat healthy this week. I, I don't see why they wouldn't flourish with, with two receivers against this bad defense against two good receivers. Honestly, you're probably right. They'll probably both be fine, but I just want to like be like, no, you're wrong, and put us on the upsides like we're playing fucking Mortal Kombat and be like, fight, <laughs> and just see who go- goes to the death, and I'm going to go down with Debo Samuel. Okay, this is the last thing I'll say. <laughs> this is standard points. It's not half PPR or PPR. We're not accounting for catches. When... The Vikings went against Green Bay, Dallas, and a healthy Arizona receiving core. Every single time, they allowed 50-plus fantasy points to receivers. That's insane. You divide that amongst four guys, that's four guys in double digits. Like, there's so many points to be had when you're playing the Vikings as a receiver. It's, 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 there's too many points to be had in the air. Like, they, they both can have great games. Again, you're probably right. I'm trying to stay on my side as hard as I can. <laughs> the, the potential is there. The ceiling is there. I think I think Brandon Ayuk is a, a really strong start as well. So I agree with you. He Tyler, who's your receiver? I just said Debo Samuel. Oh. That's why I'm on the opposite side. <laughs> that's our first You already did yours? Yeah, that's, I literally okay. said it in the middle. You weren't listening. You're over there in La La Land. Um, honestly, it's, I was just I'm just almost thinking tri- about Brandon Ayuk, man. Yeah. Scoring me 25 points this week. It seems unlikely. Um, honestly, it's more just like, I want to stick on the, on the theme that me and Trey are like going at each other like all year, <laughs> like we seem to be on the opposite ends of everything. <laughs> so I just want to like stick on that theme. Dude, I'm telling you, we can both win here this week. It, like we are both going to be Everyone's right. winners. We're, we're both going to be right. <laughs> yeah. We're all winners against the Vikings pass defense. All right. All right. My receiver is, uh, DK Metcalf against the Washington football team. Um, I'll keep it short and sweet because we kind of covered it already. Yes, Russell and DK have both been banged up, but they get that long week, um, extra day of rest. Um, I think it'll do well for them. I think we're going to see Russ and DK back to closer to 100%, uh, more so than we've seen in the last couple weeks. Um, And the Washington football team is ranked 30th in past DVOA. Uh, So it's a great matchup. That's a distance per attempt. For y'all that who don't know, that's um, thank you, cause I don't know. Yeah, it's like the 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 measure of efficiency, um, comparing every single like play across the league on an it's average. It's the difference between vision of offensive accuracy. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lie. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, you, said, you like slurred your words. You said it too. Like <laughs> it's the division with the offense. Okay, Packers. it's it's they're they're not good against the pass. That's what I mean. <laughs> um. Anyways, the whole point of the fucking tweet was that oh, wait, uh, you tweeted that too. Yeah, I tweeted it. Uh, <laughs> that DK and Russ, I think, will both have a good game. Specifically, sp- specifically DK at the receiver position. Trey. Can we hurry this up and tell you, you know, tell the viewers who who who's your tight end? 
Yeah, Pat Fireman versus Cincinnati. He's on a roll lately with four touchdowns in the last four games. What's his best targets in the last five games? <laughs> Cincinnati's been stuck against tight ends all year. But as a true test of his fantasy value, um, we'll see how good he does because he was Walter great against him last week. And Pittsburgh played Cincinnati uh, earlier in the season, and Muth had one touchdown. Yep, I like the Muth too. Tyler, go. Oh, my God. That killed me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really, really badly wanted to play uh, pick Dalton Schultz, but since he was playing on Thursday, I couldn't. Would have been a good pick. He had 14 points. So there you go. That would have been my tight end of the week. Hopefully you went with him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going with Noah Fant. Uh, Noah Fant Jesus, against the Chargers. The Chargers How many times have you picked Noah Fant in our starts like, of the week? Four or five. <laughs> yeah, a lot. Okay. You can't help it. <laughs> I can't. Fant. What? Fant. Fant, help it. Who you got next week? All right. Uh, no fan. Probably. We got week 14. Higby. I'm going back to Higby. Tyler's Higby. Yep. It's either Higby or fan. Yeah. All right. But no doubt about Chargers gave him 17 points a game versus tight ends. Uh, they allowed more than one touchdown the last two weeks to tight ends. That's not a good sign. No fan has giving is getting at least one red zone target in eight out of ten games this week or this year. I'm sorry. So no fan scores a touchdown. There you go. You win. Uh, my tight end is Gronk. Gronk is back. He's gonna have a he's gonna have a nice second half of the season as long as he's healthy. Gronk is back. Yeah, back eight again. targets, six receptions, seventy-one uh, yards last week. Um, in the four full games that he's played, he scored four touchdowns. So, um, you know, and he had the game-long play last week of a thirty-five of thirty-five yards on that big reception. So, I like tight end uh, Gronk obviously for the start of the week. Uh, moving forward, I think he's going to be an asset, especially in the red zone. Colts have given up the fourth most points to the tight end fantasy position. Yeah, I like him a lot. He was my he was going to be my tight end pick of the week until I saw you chose him. Already. Oh yeah, stink. Um, don't stop now. Tell us who your defense of the week is. All right, so I got three this week. I got Houston Texans versus the New York Jets. Texans defense been on a roll lately, 17 points in a row for the last two weeks, and we all know the Jets are victims. victims. Moving on, we got the New England Patriots against Victimized. the Tennessee Titans. And the Patriots have been on a roll lately, and we know Tennessee Titans are hobbled on offense. Hobbled. So the New England Patriots keep rolling and might be able to take advantage of some turnovers. And moving on into a deeper pick. Deep getting deeper yeah so we got the jacksonville jaguars versus atlanta falcons yeah so the falcons are flying but barely all right they're barely in the air the jacksonville jaguars <laughs> might be able to take advantage of that yeah the jaguars coming in <laughs> that was <laughs> oh my god Auction- auctioneer trey is killing me <laughs> Matt Ryan's been struggling lately. <laughs> oh, okay, shit. so Matt Ryan's been struggling lately. Just, either way, you're starting Jacksonville Jaguars taking advantage of some turnovers, okay? Because right. Matt Ryan's been struggling, and if he's not even playing, then Josh Rosen comes in. Either way, turnovers are happening, and the Jacksonville can capitalize on that. It was hard to keep up that pace. It's nice to talk at this pace now. Um, <laughs> the Jaguars are a bit of a reach, but they're my favorite defense of the week because they might get a defensive touchdown. They're most likely out of these three teams. And one last cough for the fucking <laughs> folks in the back, dude. Hey, shout out to the, hey, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Where's <laughs> the Atlanta Honestly, Falcons? Honestly, the way they're playing this year, that's probably how they fucking roar. <laughs> they're lit like animatronic Jaguars. 
The Jaguars have been house cats all year. <laughs> oh shit. Uh you know, happy Thanksgiving. Hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. And um happy Friday, Saturday to you. And good luck this weekend in all your matchups, the rest of your matchups. Hopefully you get some dubs. Hit us up on the twits uh at the FF Fathers. Um that is the Twitter for all you folks that our social media um not inclined. <laughs> All right. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> the fucking cause and rows have rars have eclipsed. Uh <laughs> We'll catch you guys later uh next week next Tuesday for our waiver wire show. So, at the FF Fathers on Twitter. We'll catch y'all later. Go Falcons. Come on! <laughs> <laughs>